Hey everyone, my name is Dr. Michael Forstner and welcome to the Kaleidoscope Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to anyone that's suffering with ulcerative colitis or Crohn's disease or any type of GI issue. Our goal is to dive deeper into understanding things that can help us improve our GI system. So join us each week where we dive deeper into anything that can be beneficial for us. Finding a quality probiotic can be a challenge. I know firsthand. I've gone through at least a dozen different probiotics and I was never satisfied with the outcome. That changed when I found Just Thrive. Just Thrive has been an outstanding company that has put years into producing a high-quality probiotic. Just Thrive probiotics are spore form and contain a patent strain called Bacillus Indicus HU36. The spores in Just Thrive have been successfully used to enhance digestive health in the pharmaceutical market for over 50 years. Don't just take my word for it. There are over thousands of five-star reviews talking about how amazing Just Thrive is and how it's helped them with their gut health. For my listeners today, head on over to JustThrive.com and use the promo code COLITIS to save 15% on all your orders. Hello, gut health warriors, and welcome back to another episode of The Kaleidoscope. So today's topic is going to be on lectins. Now, I recently read an article talking about this and thought it would be a great topic to discuss on this podcast itself. So maybe this can help you with your health because I think it's going to help me with my health. And again, we're always looking to strive for better health. Now, lectins are an anti-nutrient that have received much attention due to popular media and fad diet books, citing lectins as a major cause for obesity, chronic inflammation, and autoimmune disease, hence why I came across this. They are found in all plants, but raw legumes such as beans, lentils, peas, soybeans, and peanuts, and whole grains like wheat contain the highest amount of lectins, which I thought was kind of interesting because in my diet, I typically eat a lot of peanut butter because... I'm always trying to get a lot of calories and a lot of protein. So I thought this was a real eye-opening thing to realize that maybe all this peanut butter is actually not good for me. Now, there are several different types of lectins. Some are harmless to humans' health, while others such as ricin can be fatal in small amounts. So again, you want to make sure you're getting the right legumes when you're eating this. Now, lectins may impact health in multiple ways ranging from digestion to chronic disease risk, which I talked about before, and research has shown that they can cause clusters in red blood cells as well. Now, some doctors categorize them as anti-nutrients, which I had mentioned before, as the reason for that is because they block the absorption of nutrients. And this is something that should be of concern for someone like myself or someone with ulcerative colitis who's already struggling to absorb all my nutrients due to ulcerative colitis. Because again, a lot of the food that we do consume and eat, we aren't absorbing the entire amount because again, it's being just rushed through our GI tract. So again, we already are having a problem with absorbing food. So adding this onto it is just going to be extra damage to already a damaged area. Now, if a person has enzymes that do not function correctly, consuming excess lectins may lead to, again, nutrient deficiencies and GI issues. So again, such as being ulcerative colitis, Crohn's disease, or anything along those lines. So the reason why this is a problem is because the body cannot break down lectins. 
Instead, they bind to nutrients and the cell lining of the gastrointestinal tract, which is an area that is already weak and inflamed, such as people with ulcerative colitis or other stressful GI issues, including Crohn's. Now, lectins often attach to carbohydrates and leave the body before they can cause harm and effects on the body. So that's why there is this back and forth if lectins are actually good or bad for us. Because again, if you are pairing with different foods, they don't have as much effect as just saying by themselves. But there are studies showing that they can be really harmful for your GI tract. Now, an animal cell study have found that active lectins can interfere with the absorption of minerals, especially calcium, iron, phosphorus, and zinc. Legumes and cereals often contain these minerals so that the concurrent presence of lectins may prevent the absorption and the use of these minerals in the body. And the reason why I bring this up, because again, we are usually depleted in a lot of these minerals, especially iron, because again, if you're bleeding a lot, when you're going to the bathroom and passing a lot of blood, you're going to be low in iron. So again, if you're eating something that's going to even take more iron out of you, you're going to be very fatigued. You're not going to have a lot of energy. So again, this may be a certain food group you want to look at and maybe think about changing in your diet. So one of the questions that people then ask is, are there any benefits from lectin-containing foods? Well, lectins can act as an antioxidant, which protects cells from damage causing by free radicals, which seems odd because they do cause a lot of damage themselves. They also slow down digestion and the absorption of carbohydrates. So again, if it's being paired with carbohydrates, it doesn't seem to be as bad because this will prevent sharp rise in blood sugar and high insulin levels. Early research is also looking at the use of non-toxic low amounts of certain lactins to help stimulate gut and cell growth in patients who aren't able to eat for long periods and anti-cancerous treatments. So it is a fairly new idea on what this can actually do, but from what I was reading and seeing, is that if you are going to eat lectins, you definitely want to eat them with carbohydrates. Um, don't eat them by themselves or eat them raw because, again, in the raw form, that's when they have the most destruction on our body. But most people aren't eating raw, say, beans or things along those lines. And usually peanut butter that you're having has already been processed a little bit. So, again, it's not completely raw itself. So you may have heard about the lectin-free diet. There was a doctor named by Stephen Gundry who coined the term lectin-free diet. Now, he's a former heart surgeon who switched his focus to food and supplement-based medicines. He described lectins as the main danger in Western diet, which is a bold statement to make because there are a lot of issues in the Western diet. He has therefore written a book that provides information on how to avoid lectins, alternative food choices, and recipes. According to the book, Dr. Gundry plan helps people improve their health and reduce body weight, which obviously isn't one of the main issues with someone with autoimmune disease because, again, they're having other issues with gaining weight. But again, they're improving their health overall, which, again, is our main focus. So the benefits from this, again, there are very few because, again, this is a very fairly new thing that has come out for the most part. But however, removing lectins from the diet has proven to help for groups of people with specific conditions. Now, they didn't go into detail exactly, but for example, a 2019 review of studies highlighted the fact that lectin-free diet may benefit people with inflammatory bowel disease and MS. So again, that's the category that I'm in with ulcerative colitis. You may be in a different, but again, IBD issues is always going to be a hard problem, especially when it comes to certain foods that are going to be a little more harsh on our GI tract. So again, that's why I think this is a food that you may want to limit 
or even cut out completely and just see how you feel. As you remember, when you do cut out foods, give it at least a couple weeks. Don't be like, oh, I'll give it a day or two, see how I feel. Because if you have been constantly eating that food, that food is still in your system. And so again, if there is some harmful factors from that food, it's still giving off those signals, which then still aggravating certain parts of your GI tract, and you're still going to have issues. So again, give yourself some time. I usually say about two weeks, if not three to four weeks, because again, that gives your body enough time to eliminate the entire food process that may be leading to some issues. So are there any risks with the lactin-free diet? Um, Not that I really saw too much. Um, Again, the main thing that I was looking at was for protein-wise and calorie-wise. So again, that's one of the risks when it comes to person with ulcerative colitis or someone again with a GI issue is that they're usually not getting enough food or calories. And so peanut butter was a great supplement, though I may look into a different category of getting that protein calories, whether that's sunflower butter or just cutting out completely for a couple weeks and seeing how I feel. Because again, I think that may be one of the reasons why I have some gut pain every now and then because I'm eating actually too much peanut butter which is too much legume, which is too much lectins, which is too much damage on the gut health. So I also have to track that a little bit better to know how I'm feeling. So foods that you can actually eat though that are lectin-free, which I thought this was a pretty cool category. So again, I want to go over that. Pasture-raised meats, A2 milk. So if you're able to digest dairy, A2 milk is the one you want to go for. Cooked sweet potatoes, leafy green vegetables, Coniferous vegetables such as broccoli, Brussels sprouts, asparagus, garlic, onion, celery, mushrooms, and avocados, to name a few. And then there's the foods you actually want to avoid. Now, again, if you're able to eat lectins, then you probably don't have to avoid these foods. But again, just giving you a heads up of what these foods are. So the first one, which I actually thought was kind of interesting, is squash. Apparently, squash is high in lectin, which... I didn't realize at the time, and that's one of the foods I have been eating as well. So you may want to avoid that, again, if you're going to try to go the lectin-free diet. Again, you have legumes such as peas, lentils, and peanuts, nightshades such as eggplants, peppers, potatoes, and tomatoes, and then grains themselves too. You want to see which ones are a little bit higher in lectins. Now, the other foods that Dr. Gundry also mentioned that you want to avoid in general, no matter if they're high in lectins or not, was the fact of corn itself because corn again is not a food that we're able to digest fairly easy so in all forms corn should be avoided even if it is processed down to say a tortilla shell because again corn is not real easy on the gut health and then he talked about meat that has been fed corn as well because again you're going to get that corn itself again now that is all i had for you today i hope you found this fairly educational on lectins. Again, lectins are the one that is in a lot of legumes. So again, if you are having GI issues, you may want to check and see if you're actually going to do a little bit better without legumes in your diet. Again, it's always hard to know, but again, if you are going to do it, at least come out for two to three weeks to see how your body handles. That's all I have for today. Thank you for stopping at the Kaleidoscope. We'll see you next time. That is a wrap for our podcast episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If, again, you like this episode, make sure to comment and like this and share with all your friends. 
It means so much when you share this information with everyone else. Again, if there's anything that you want to hear, send us an email, send us a comment. We'll definitely be happy to respond back to that and maybe talk about that topic. As always, make sure to talk to your provider first before you make any medical changes. Again, this is not meant to be something for you to change your medication or anything along those lines. You need to talk to your medical provider first before you make any changes. As always, stay healthy. We'll see you next time. The information provided is more for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for advice from your physician or other health care provider. This information is not to be used or relied on for any diagnostic or treatment purposes. You should not use this information for diagnosis or treatment of any health problem or as a substitute for medication or other treatments prescribed by your physician. Please consult your health care practitioner before embarking on a diet, fast, exercise, or supplement program. Thank you.